Greetings, dear viewers. We are glad to welcome you at the International Roundtable as a continuation of the online conference, Global Crisis. This already affects everyone, held on the July 24, 2021, on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. This conference was interpreted into, more, uh, into 72 languages by volunteers scientists, researchers, professors, politicians, businessmen, and other specialists got the opportunity to voice the truth about the problems humanity faces now. And also, I wanted to announce that the next conference, Global Crisis, the time, time for, for the truth, is already scheduled, and it will take place on December 4th, 2021. Everyone can participate and take part in preparation. Now I want to pass the word to my co-host, Sean. Sean. Thank you, Anna. Today, we would like to talk about several topics that were raised during this conference, environment, climate, and that ecological and climate crisis that were already taking place in the world today. We're happy to introduce our guests today. And I first want to introduce Larissa uh, Asmanavov, Associate Professor of the Russian State University for the Humanities, Rico Pagan, Paganini, founder of Evil, is the research journalist, author, publisher, speaker, and leading world expert in the study of ancient civilizations and Egyptian history. Tatiana Hoynatskaya is a PhD in public administration, director of the Universology Institute, vice president of the Polish Academy of Universal Administration, and Samuel Tenwa, climate and environmental activist, CEO of Echo Bamboo International. And to start off this roundtable, let's watch a short video. On the threshold of a global systemic crisis, as we face planet-wide catastrophes, the largest scale unification of people in the known history of humankind, organized by people from 180 countries of the world, interpreted into 72 languages by volunteers live. Thousands of rebroadcasts on streaming platforms worldwide. Millions of viewers around the planet. International Conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. On the Alatra platform. A total of 72 speakers spoke out during the 12-hour live broadcast. Leading scientists, world-renowned opinion leaders, international activists and artists, and governmental representatives raise the most acute issues of modern society. What is the development of artificial intelligence leading to? What is the real scale of the ecological crisis? What is not being discussed at any forum on climate about the causes of natural disasters not related to human activity? How are we destroying the planet's resources and its biosystem? What is happening to the Earth's core? What conditions are climate refugees in? How can humanity unite to build the creative society where life is the main value. This event is completely changing the way we look at the world because finally, people are speaking the truth. And this is just the beginning. We invite you to the next conference on December 4th, 2021. Global Crisis, Time for the Truth.
Just as I mentioned before, the conference is prepared by volunteers and we are inviting everyone to join. And now I wanted to address the very first question to our guest, Larissa Usmanova. Uh, Larissa, we know that after seeing the conference, you've invited Alatra TV for an interview to your channel. And uh, could you please tell us the whole story and how it happened and what prompted you to do that? I understood that this topic and this conference is uh, very echoing to me because I'm a teacher and professor at the Russian Humanitarian uh, University Department and I'm in charge of the practicum course Globalization of Culture. I've been teaching this course since 2014 and the subjects which were raised at the conference actually is what we discuss with my students during the course training. We are speaking of the fact that the world is now on a different stage and this is an objective process. It is described by philosophers and it's objective process of developing science and technology. The humanity has always been striving for that, but now we are on the stage of changing our relationships between human and nature and you know, there is a certain type of relationships between human and nature. Technologies are developing, but uh, this is sometimes our technologies are not very environmental and nature friendly. And that's what we are discussing with my students. I was very happy to see that actually there is such a platform. I didn't know that there is a lot of international public movement, but now I know that there is an international community that deals with such issues. So thank you, Larissa, for your, for your comments. And I would like to switch over to Rico Paganini. Regarding the conference, the global crisis has already affects everyone. Can you please share your impressions of the conference and how did it make you feel? And how do you view humanity now that you've seen the conference? Yes, hello to everyone. Um, yeah, it was um, really hard for me. Even if I am a publisher and I wrote several books also about this topic, uh, especially one about the increase of the environmental um, catastrophes. And um, I thought that I have a quite complete overview, but uh, I learned uh, quite a lot from this conference as they were shared like the actual uh, numbers, scientific proofs. So uh, it enlarged my point of view, my consciousness. And um, it's even motivated me more um, to co-create with as many hearts around the world uh, to, to uh, really on this new global society, on this creative society, because it's the only way to uh, make a real change within the next years. So I'm very um, thankful and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to share with you and afterwards also to support wherever I can, also in other global organizations, the work and the progress for Alatra. And now I want to uh, ask Tatiana, to, uh, I also wanted to ask you about the conference. What impressed you the most and what do you think are the real reasons for the crisis we are facing today? I represent the International Universology School since 2008. We've been warning the humanity that the crisis has started and we now see this crisis all over around, but basically the crisis began inside every human and it's the crisis of vital life values, the goals of life and the, the crisis that a person cannot overcome and resist the negative circumstances in his or her life which are imposed on him or her. So we do want to cooperate with Alatra now because you know and really good at showing the crisis in such a vivid form to the entire humanity and you raise the importance of doing, taking common steps all together. Speaking of the creative society, I'd like to say that first of all we should focus 
on upbringing a creator in a human, in every person, to show to humanity and to every person the way from uh, the development way from the current state to the state when every person will become an integral part of the entire society, of the whole planet, so that uh, so that all of us will be united, all countries. So thank you very much for your tremendous work. Thank you. And thank you, Tatiana. And Samuel, we would like you, you to share your thoughts and feelings on the conference and tell us your views on the reason why we face so many global crises today. Okay, yes. Good evening, everyone from Uganda. I'm so happy to be here. So I'm a climate activist and environmental activist as well. Uh, to the Creative Society, I really appreciate the work the Creative Society is doing in that it connects people of different environmental issues to discuss and at least come up with a solution. Because if, if you find that someone having a problem in Africa or in Uganda, uh, there's another person who is in Russia and having the same problem. If the two can connect and discuss the different ways of solving the issue, it really helps so much and it inspires very many uh, different people to come on board and work on that issue. Uh, creative society, I really appreciate it in that it connects people and brings out the different problems that are being uh, that are affecting the people within their societies. So it brings out in that it 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 brings out in in, in a way that the, the few that are really affecting the the, the environment. Uh, uh, it brings in that aspect of understanding how are human beings connected to nature and what activities are being done or what uh, actions are being done to either to conserve the environment or to, to destroy the environment. So in creative society, we find that we, we, we are connecting with the different professional people, uh, different, uh, uh, the different careers that are really showing us that yes we need to act we need to respond to nature nature is calling us to do something but we are not responding so thank you thank you samuel and uh, now uh, we're gonna watch a short video about cyclicity cyclicality of climate disasters. 12,000 years ago, there was an era of dramatic climate change, rapid sea level rising, earthquakes, floods, volcanic eruptions, and lava rains from the black sky. According to geologist John Embry, a climate revolution occurred around 11,000 BC, accompanied by accelerated sedimentation and a sudden rise of Atlantic water level. Overall, the objective evidence strongly suggests that a great cataclysm occurred in the 11th millennium BC. It had such profound implications that it became a particular watershed between two very different eras in the history of our planet. Further evidence of the cataclysm was the fact that animals died out most intensely between 11,000 and 9,000 BC when violent and inexplicable climatic fluctuations occurred. Despite the explicit taboo in science, many scientists today speak that everything on the planet happens in certain cycles, including global climatic events. A logical question arises. What kind of cycles result in global cataclysms? The report by Smotrin on Geostrategy 21 website reads, The current stage of the planet's and civilization's existence is characterized by the fact that at the turning of the second and third millennia, 
the Earth passes through almost simultaneous ending of several rounds of individual evolutionary spirals of the galactic solenoid at once. They include its cyclic revolutions of about 2,000 years, 12,000 years, and 370,000 years. Vladimir Vasilyevich Bubanyankov studied the cycles of the Earth's evolution, astrophysical, geological, biological, and historical. They all turned out to be subject to the great cycle of the change of epochs lasting 11,911 years. This number is a multiple of the periods of revolution around the sun of all its planets with precision down to a hundredth of a terrestrial year. Alexander Mikhailovich Baturin I maintain that the planets also revolve around their center of mass in the direction perpendicular to the plane of its orbit. As a result of such rotation, the planet Earth occasionally flips over in space by 360 angular degrees, thus triggering a cyclicity of global events. The global catastrophe with a periodicity of 12,166 years, the entire appearance of the Earth and natural conditions periodically change, which directly affects the historical development of humankind. Igor Petrovich Kopolov and Vitaly Vasilevich Bushiev. The small 13,000-year galactic half-cycles are also related to global climate changes and other catastrophic events, but they proceed without the magnetic field polarity reversal. The boundary of these cycles is distinctly defined by the rise of the ocean level and global climate changes. These events have received the name of the World Flood. Concerning the fact that the World Flood had occurred, Modern science has no doubts about that. The true cause of global climate change on Earth is the cyclicality of intergalactic processes. The galaxy is a single electromagnetic system interacting with all objects in it, including the solar system. Any small changes in the galaxy is reflected in the sun and as a consequence affects all processes not only on Earth, but also on other planets of the solar system. The Earth is not the only planet in the solar system undergoing climate change. The increasing amount of Pluto's black spots, polar shifts on Uranus, changes in Neptune's light intensity, and melting of ice caps on Mars make it clear that changes are underway throughout the entire solar system. The fact that other planets and moons in the solar system are also warming and apparently there is no anthropogenic emission of greenhouse gases there as such proves that CO2 is not the main driver of our planet's warming. Mars, Triton, Pluto, and Jupiter all show signs of global warming. Thus, there are many factors influencing the Sun and the solar system. These factors need to be taken into account as they affect climate change. As stated in the report of scientists from Alatra Science, on the program and consequences of global climate changes on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems. The mistake was that many scientists in the past did not consider the impact of the increasing acceleration of the universe cosmic factors and astronomical processes on the global climate system of the planet. The scientific paper by academician Nikolai Petrov, Solving the Problem of Earth's Climate Change from the Position of Laws of Life Preservation in Space, says, during one period of orbiting around the center of the galaxy, the solar system makes more than 8,000 zodiacal turns along the spiral trajectory. Due to this, the polarity of the external magnetic field is rhythmically changing with respect to the moving solar system. This means that the information magnetic field of the galaxy adjusts the energy condition of the solar system in general and the rhythmic climate change on the Earth in particular. Global climate change on Earth is mainly a derivative of astronomical processes and their cyclicity. This cyclicity is inevitable. The geological history of our planet shows that the Earth has experienced such phases of global climate change many times before. Today, we see how climatic disasters on the Earth are intensifying day by day, and each inhabitant of the planet will come to face them one way or another. As we already know, these events will only keep increasing because it is the next 12,000 cycle that we are facing. Thanks to the knowledge from Alatra presented in the scientists' report on the problems and consequences of global climate change on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems, we understand that it is not only the sun that causes climate change, 
but it is the cyclical processes in space which are continually occurring and as a consequence affect the planets in the form of climate disasters. And we, as humanity, have just entered the active phase of this cycle. To date, scientific and technological progress does not allow us to influence global processes in space and on Earth. As a result, we cannot oppose these changes. So, the only chance to survive is to unite and get ready for the coming catastrophes that keep increasing with every passing day. This video gives us a clear understanding of the cyclic processes that is process that is happening today with our planet. We see that the number of uh, the number and the power of cataclysms are growing, and uh, that uh, they are st starting to become synchronized. Rico, could you share your knowledge about the this topic? Yes, and um, it's interesting that it was mentioned the date about um, 11,000 BC. This means it's, it's 13,000 years ago from now. And um, it's probably also interesting for some of you that we have four cycle calendars on Earth. Many know the Mayan calendar, but we have also the Indian, the Vedic calendar, and we have the Zodiac calendar and the Great Pyramid calendar, and all the four have an outer circle of 26,000 years. So in their point of view, uh, when a circle ends, a new one begins, and there in between we have like seven years as what they call the time of turning. And the interesting, amazing thing is that all these circles end at 2017 and um, they go until 2024, these seven years. So right now we are in the middle. So it's kind of the, the turning point. And this is aligned uh, with what you mentioned, with this um, increase of natural disasters. Uh, they are all um, announced even by the elders, which have worked together all around the world. So it's interesting that here again, it's like uh, the old and the new wisdom and knowledge is coming together. And so um, we have to prepare and to see that just in the last 20 years, we had more global disasters than in the whole um, century before. And always when you hear about, um, in the news about these catastrophes, you hear also that they are getting stronger and they always say they are the biggest or strongest since they are doing measurements. So it's interesting to see also this alignment and to uh, finally recognize and share with humanity, even if we were teached in the mass medias every day, that the main um, reason is like the environment pollution, which is really incredibly bad. We have to see that the uh, second reason is the, the activity of the sun, which was getting very much stronger also within the last 20 years. And what was mentioned also in the video about uh, the solar cycle and these uh, cycle calendars, because these 26,000 year circles are aligned to the galactic conjunction. This is NASA science. And they call this galactic conjunction, like it was also a little mentioned in the video, because 26,000 years it takes our solar system to circle once around our galaxy with these zodiacal uh, turns that were also mentioned. And um, so the main thing is that humanity has to connect back to nature. It was mentioned first very well by Larissa, and also by Samuel about this relation between humanity and nature. And for me, the main problem and cause of all what we have today is that just within the last 200 years of industrialization, the human has like separated from nature. And we have to reconnect with nature. Also to, to uh, 
appreciate Mother Earth and nature for the living and to raise this consciousness. And this is so wonderful that we are together co-creating on this process and share this knowledge with as many humans as possible. Because we have not, uh, the time is not just ticking away. We have already five after 12. And soon we reach the point of no return. So it's really the call for action for everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Rico. Well, very well said. Absolutely. So it's like uh, simplicity is definitely a main driver of climate change and global crises around the world. Uh, Larissa, I would like to ask you, on the threshold of crisis, the natural reaction of a human being is to look for a solution, to look for a way out. Today, we're not on the threshold, but in the midst of a crisis. How important is it to revise our value system in these times? And can this save humanity? I would like to say that an example from history, we already have one, when there was a local environmental crisis was overcome, and the scientist Kurpin Bugaidulin substantiated the social natural history of humanity. Actually, it's the studies of humanity's history in the context of geological changes. And he analyzed the experience of China over 2.5 thousand years ago when the local Chinese civilization had a local crisis due to the split of the population. So what this Ch the Chinese culture do at that point? They changed culture and cultural values and they rebuilt the relationship between nature and humanity. So we can see that humanity did such changes and now we can see the global environmental crisis and a very large scale, but we see the same task, have to change our attitude to nature, to make it different and to build another system of values, because different values will bring new technology to us, new relationship with nature. So far, humanity and scientific research uh, researchers do not see other technologies because they have certain paradigm. But if we change the values, we will change the scientific paradigm and then we will have totally different technology which will enable us to coexist on this earth in a transformed form. Have I answered your question? Yes, thank you very much. It's extremely it is ex extremely important to to bring up moral values in our society. And uh, thank you very much Larissa. And now I wanted to ask uh, Samuel, uh, you, you as a climate activist, can you share about climatic situation in Uganda? How has the change in climate and ecology affected everyday life of people? Thank you. Uh, in Uganda, due to climate actions and uh, the, the, the urge of not acting towards climate action, it has really affected people in a way that very many people have lost their lives, lost their property. Uh, some have been not able to go to school. This happens in that when it's a rainy season, it really rains beyond the normal that we have been receiving. You find it rains and it floods. And when it floods, students cannot go to school because they are no access, they are not they are no longer accessing clothes. Uh, homes are washed away, uh, farms are washed away, and you find it's really a different experience. Uh, this happens in that nobody cares about the, the, the earth and nobody cares about the lives of human beings because uh, there are very few people who understand climate change and when we come about the issue of education, yeah, our, our education is not all about incorporating it with the day-to-day -day life activity. We look at different issues being uh, employed in different fields. But if we try to bring in the climate aspect, because 
we don't have experts in climate, don't have experts in the environment. They are, they are there, but they are not all that in that expert in, in, in the field as they're supposed to work. So you find it's really impacting in that our society is having a challenge of the mindset in, in, in a way that even plastic pollution is really a big problem. Uh, industries or investors that are coming to our country, the, the, the politicians are not looking at the, the, the effects of climate, like how is, how is industrialization going to affect the climate? How is the industry going to affect the environment? So they are just interested in, in welcoming investors, but they're not looking at the environmental impact assessment reports that they are being uh, making. Because if, if our leaders are really looking at that and putting environment as the first priority uh, with humanity, we'll find that every investor that comes in would be given a chance to understand the climate before even putting up an industry or an activity. So this is really affecting everybody in a way that is really challenging because I was before becoming an activist of environment and climate, I had, I had gone through a climate change effect. Uh, we had, there was too much rain that, that we received uh, and our home was washed away, the farmland, because it was a subsistence farming, so it was also washed away. So it was a very strong change that came in and life became, was really hard to cope up with. But later I realized that we are having very many people who are really being affected by climate change. My, my younger brothers, sisters, and other young children that I used to live with in the society, uh, they were not being compensated or they were not being looked upon to see what happened and how best can we handle this. So I realized that there is a, a very big gap that is in between. So I had to go and start doing climate awareness on my social media platform to, to tell the world and tell the different people that yes, the different activities that different human beings are doing are really affecting the climate. And in the process of affecting the climate, all the costs are coming back to the innocent people, because by then I was still young, So, but I was affected. Uh, my home where I was staying with my parents was washed away. So if we can really bring this aspect of understanding climate and, and bring it to coexist with human activities, uh, I believe we shall have a better society that we can stay in, because you find industries uh, you, you find uh, politicians who are influencing uh, the different activities with the personal benefit. But if we are looking at a society where everybody needs to benefit, then the politician is not, respons is, is not supposed to do a personal benefit job, but to, 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 to do a work that is for the whole society. But if any, our, our politicians here are selling off different uh, environmental, uh, the, the different environmental resources like forests. Pugoma forest is being sold off to an investor who wants to grow sugarcane. Um, Lake Victoria, which is the biggest source of water with fresh water, you find that it's being sold off in, in portions to, 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 or to allow investors to do water pollution. And this is really affecting, again, aquatic life. And if it's affecting the aquatic life in that, the fish which are inside there are a source of food to the different local farmers, to the different local locals around, and it's giving them employment. So if, if an investor who doesn't mind about environment is pouring the waste into our big water source, and there's someone else who is interested in using the water source for an activity, like economic activity, fishing. But then 
it's being polluted and no more fish be good from there. So it's all a challenge. Uh, another one is River Rees, which is in Western Uganda. It's also, it's no longer now a river, but just a plastic river because when it rains, it's always a mess. You find plastic everywhere. So our, our, our media houses are not so much interested in knowing the environmental, uh, environmental issues because they, they find it very hard to bring it out to the community. Uh, and even uh, you find that the stories that are concerned with environmental aspects are not easy to, to sell in the community. So for them, they're interested in profitable news. But if we can incorporate it and say, yes, we are coexisting with nature and have a mindset that shows that there is a very large and important way that nature is really giving back to humanity. So it's our responsibility to take care and say, let us protect nature. Let us do the, the best that we can do so that our nature remains as safe as we can, because even the air pollution, there is too much air pollution in Uganda and you find the, the different responsible authorities are not taking part in, in, in measuring this because they are taking it to be like, who cares? But if we can come up and say, yes, we need to understand and publish every information and how is this connected to human life how if, if this activity happens in, let me say, maybe a portion, how is it connected to lung cancer within the different society, like the society people? So that's how really I see it in, and, and I feel like there is a very big gap between that we really need to bring to the community or the society that they can really cope up and understand the aspect of climate change and how can we coexist with climate. Thank you. Thank you, Samuel. Uh, that was very enlightening, enlightening about the current situation in Uganda right now. And Tatiana, I would like to switch to you. We understand that the consumer format is so firmly entrenched in our society and is the main cause of the crisis, the crises and difficulty to finding real solutions. In a consumer format, money, profit, and power are at the forefront of everyone's minds. And this is why, to change the situation, thousands of people are joining the Creative Society Project, soon to become millions, with the goal to build a society where the main value is a person, human life, and there is no concept of power because power belongs to every person. And such a society is based on self-governing. Tatiana, how do you see the self-government of society, and how does this relate to the responsibility of each person, in your opinion? The new society, the creative society, is actually has to be actually built on these principles, which because they are oriented towards nature, because everything around us is built on the same principles in nature. And since a human being is a part of the planet Earth, we have to be like to inherent to have this inherent in us. And when we speak to uh, when we are speaking to, today about the climate and environmental crisis, we understand that these crises are numerous in our life, and not all these crises were uh, nature-oriented, nature-based, because humanity many times it generated this crisis itself. But certainly a certain part of humanity still survived and if we look at which part of humanity survived climate disasters we can say that that part of humanity respected the planet respected nature and identified itself themselves with the evolutionary development so now i think we are not in a situation when there is no way out at all we have to look inside ourselves because a human normally doesn't really understand who he is actually a human being is a complex energy structure thank you very much tatiana that's very inspiring understandings you had to share with us and uh, 
just personally it inspires me a lot to hear that a lot of people understand what's uh, what's going on and uh, we have a understanding also how to resolve those problems and uh, now i wanted to ask another question uh, samuel why why do you think it is uh, so important to raise problems of global climate and change global climate change sorry and ecology do you think we are ready for major major changes needed in society and also do you think unification would help us to overcome those challenges yeah i think in my opinion it's really going to help so much in that very many societies are independent like they are working on their personal benefits or society benefits but if we bring it on a level whereby we unite as one and handle the different environmental or ecological challenges together it will really support in that we and we have come up as one body that's really working on one on, on one on one challenge because if i can give an example like if it is a wetland that is being destroyed in a community not only the community will benefit but that wetland is connected to the different communities that are benefiting from it so if the whole society unite together and say let us protect this area let us protect this resource and they unite up as one and uh, and have one voice for that protection activity i think that one really perfectly bring out the 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 aspect of understanding the 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 different environmental concern and then i think the the different societies are taking the actions to be on individual levels and you find the challenge comes in in that we you cannot have the funds as a society to do a project that either needs funds if it is conservation and you need some funds you cannot do it as alone but if you come up as a society or as you, a group of people that are really united with one goal uh it it gives you a chance that everybody will either contribute something uh, ideas will be given out to, to the society so that you can come up with one idea since you are all united and you are running for one goal uh, i believe in that if this is really happening it can give a very good crew or a united society so that even the younger generation that are coming on board can really understand because they are already united and they have found the they have found the the process being worked upon by the, the elders so if the elders are already united and the younger generation is coming in it's just a matter of coping up and say it's already a policy so we cannot do anything but to, to work as a society as a one group event so that we can achieve the goals of our elders and also to achieve the goals of we the younger generations thank you samuel i totally agree Enrico, I would like to ask you, do you think that people around the world are properly informed? And if if so or if not, what can we do to increase awareness to everyone on the planet? Yeah, on your first questions, they are for sure not properly informed because there are no like uh, real uh, objectives medias anymore. and um like um tatiana and also samuel again mentioned beautifully uh, it's finally uh, all about consciousness and consciousness usually is based on information and education we have to inform and educate the people and um this is also the only way uh many people today are talking about the the mass consciousness or the collective consciousness about the critical mass uh, but humanity is finally 
the, the sum of all the individuals. So it will just change if we change. Uh, the, the global society will just reach if as many individuals as possible have their own experience, their own insights. And so um, it's so important. And I try this also as a journalist and author with the books and different public publications to raise this information, to raise education. I'm also doing school books, for example, about this, because we have especially also to teach the young ones about this, like the next generations, which is coming up. So, uh, yes, um, it's really one of the most important things to share as soon as possible, as much as possible, through information and education, to raise this consciousness of the individuals, because then we really reach and we will succeed to create this new society, this new uh, creative or conscious society. Thank you very much. Uh, it, it's another inspiring view. And also now I wanted to ask uh, Larissa, uh, how do you think, uh, how, how critical it is now to bring people together? The unification of the potential of each, each and every person under the current conditions, and uh, especially facing the climate threat. Yes, thank you very much for your question. This is an inevitable process on the current stage of humanity's development because unification has started since 1990s when the Soviet Union collapsed and there was the previously we had this bipolar model of world structure but now we understand that humanity is a totally different level of technological and social structure of society since I'm the sociologist by my first profession I'm as a, as a sociologist I understand that now uh, we have an inevitable stage of self-identification uh, global identification because on the, in the 12th uh, 20th century there was national identification but now every person should understand that everyone should identify himself himself with the humanity globally and this is the highest the most superior position and when everyone understands that there has to be a global human priority, no matter how strange it would sound for many people, but it should be superior to all national or other priorities. So every human, despite the skin color, nationality, language whatsoever, he or she has to understand that he's a part of some space or cosmic or global process. And in this way, we will understand that all these borders will be eliminated and every person in solving his or her economic and political issues will first of all rely on humanitarian basis and, uh, you know, preserve this phenomena of the global human principle. Uh, as an Orientalist, by my second education, I see the example of Japan, which actually in 1990s started encountering this pro problem of earthquakes, flooding and other disasters. Lately, they had a terrible, terrible disastrous, disastrous earthquakes. And we can see that uh, Japan seemed to be such a nationalist country, but now they are expanding their uh, process, their principles towards unification with everyone. And this shows that a little national-oriented country is now globalizing. It tries to preserve uh, the global community and uh, international programs is already happy for this country. So now I think that it's not our own understanding here of those who are present here, but many people already start to understand this and this becomes a part of the training programs in many universities. Now there are many specific educational courses every uh, 
For example, I have two programs like this on YouTube channels in particular, and I try to promote these subjects for the young people. In, uh, in particular, I speak about this among all people whom I know. I also interviewed one of the volunteers uh, of the Creative Society project, which uh, Elizaveta Hromova, she shared on my channel about the uh, situation with climate, and it's my contribution to the overall process. Now I clearly understand that basically we are a little bit late, I would say, we are falling behind. We had to unite in the 1990s, but now it's not urgent, but it's super urgent and we should do it as soon as possible. Absolutely, Larissa, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Once again, I want to thank our guests for joining us today. Also, big thanks to everyone involved in the preparation, interpreting and streaming this round table and other broadcasts on Alatra TV and other, sorry, and other broadcasts on Alatra TV channels. Thank you very much. I give the floor to Sean. Thank you, Ina. It's important to understand what dangers we face, no matter how intimidating they can be. Today, we heard from specialists around the world sharing their understanding of the world we currently live in and how we can possibly avoid total disaster. We will keep ringing this alarm bell until all of society wakes up and starts to actually change for the better. Cooperation, love, understanding, and faith can pave a clear path to our salvation as we most certainly face total annihilation if we do not change our ways. Time is ticking, and it's time for humanity to, to unite. We are already uniting again on December 4th, 2021, for our next international conference, Global Crisis, Time for Truth. I ask that each of you participating and watching today, please join those around the world as we again examine the current state of our world and offer solutions to our greatest problems. <clears throat> if you're a specialist or a scientist, who is ready to tell the truth about the current situ situation or just a person who cares, please write to the following email at info at alatraunites.com. To participate in these international roundtables in our upcoming conference. And if you haven't joined the Creative Society Project yet, let's watch together a short video on how you can do it. See you at the next international roundtable.